are live with another episode of Comic Talk. I'm your host, Mitra Pereira. This is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about the weekly releases of comics. And for people who are who are new to comic books or new to that comic book culture out there, DC Comics are released every week on Tuesdays, and Marvel Comics and Indie Comics are released every week on Wednesdays. And where do you get them? Your local comic book shop, Comixology, so on and so forth. There's a, a lot of options out there. If you guys are interested in where to start, let us know. But I'm your host, Mitra Pereira. I can't talk about all this alone. I can only read so much. Um, that's why I've brought two awesome guests that I will introduce in a uh, in a second. I just wanted to tell you guys that we are live streaming this whole thing, live streaming to four different live stream platforms. Uh, yes, Facebook, yes, YouTube, yes, Twitch. But those, you know, those are your grandpa's live stream platforms. We are also... Our number one platform uh, we are streaming to is Volume.com. It's a new streaming platform uh, based around musicians, singers, niche geek shows. So uh, we qualify for that. So we were allowed in. Uh, so if you guys are watching us, Volume.com slash The Keek Show is where to find us. And, you know, after the show, we release the podcast. So that's wherever you guys get your podcast. But like I said before... I can't do this alone because there's only so many hours in a day that I can spend reading comics. And I think I got a good amount done. But let me introduce to you guys uh, two guests of mine that are here to talk comics with me. Uh, first guest that we have, uh, he has been on the show before. Uh, we have talked uh, about the new Shang-Chi movie. And uh, uh, weirdly enough, there's also Shang-Chi number four that came out this week. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if he's read it, but he's going to have to tell us. Uh, we got... Uh, we've got Marvelous Johnny himself, Johnny Chu. Johnny, how are you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you for the excellent introduction. And yes, I did read the newest Shang-Chi. Boom! It was All right. not bad. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's Shang-Chi and the Fantastic Four, and I didn't read it, but I just mm. like the fact that, like, four works with four. Exactly, like, and there's a funny four joke Fantastic in it four. that we'll have to get into for it. But All right. Well, we'll All do right. that later. Yeah, uh, I want to shout out some uh, users out there, whoever's watching us. We got Cindy, the yummy geek, out there. Uh, we perhaps have other users on other platforms. Cindy is on volume.com slash the Keek Show. That's where we draw the chat from. So if anyone wants to be part of that chat, uh, come over to volume.com and say hi to us. Uh, second guest, he's a, a first-time caller, long-time fan. I'm, I don't know why I'm speaking for him. Uh <laughs> He loves Dimitri. Dimitri's his favorite host in all the world. I'm just putting words into his mouth. We got Joel <laughs> Prentice, a.k.a. the G.I. Joel. Joel, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Obviously, you already know you're my favorite, so. <laughs> there we go. I was right. It's about time. It's about time I got the recognition I deserve uh, by forcing people to say what I want them to say on my podcast. <laughs> it's all right. You can be honest. Anyone here, Johnny, Joel, you guys can be honest. If you hate me, if you love me, whatever comics uh, you hate or love, we're here to be brutally honest and then we're also here uh, with spoilers about, you know, uh, the comics that came out this week. So for anyone out there, the goal is, like, uh, wet people's appetite. Get people excited for, like, all these comics that we're reading and the comics to come. And, like, I guess comic book culture in general. But thanks, yeah. Joel, for uh, uh, for coming on the show and gracing me with your presence. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm super stoked. I love talking comics and I love uh, reading them. So any chance I get to share that with other people, always more than excited to do that. Yeah, because I, I feel like 
I mean, obviously, like, Marvel movies and, like, comic book movies in general, but, like, Marvel movies are, like, dominating, right? Like, it's bigger and bigger, multi-billion dollar industry. But then you have the comic book industry, which is, like, it, it's more niche. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, yeah, it's, it is, uh, dare I say, slowly dying. Yeah, but I think, I think it'll be all right. It'll stay afloat, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, in one way or another, right? Like, like Disney definitely wants comics to be made. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why they're pushing like Alien and like their other like properties, Star Wars comics, Alien Predator. comics. Are they doing a Predator comic? There, we're yes. getting a Predator yeah. one. It was delayed yeah. because of some legal debacle, but we're finally getting it. Yeah, okay. Marvel did get the okay. rights back from Dark Horse not too long ago, so there is yeah. going to be a new Predator series coming. All right, all right. Uh, I, I think that Disney has a vested interest to conquer all markets and not let any market die. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. I, I think uh, that's definitely, uh, you know, the physical comic books, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, not even in the long term. You know, people have been reading comic books for over 100 years, and um, it's a well-established medium. So, yeah, I do think the industry is going to slow down and change, but, uh, you know, can't beat physical comic books, in, in the you know, for most people, so. Do you guys prefer reading it, like, physically or digital? I prefer physical. Yeah, I prefer yeah. physical as well. Yeah. However, when my hands get sweaty, I'm just like, oh God, I can't keep holding this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I I prefer both for different reasons. I prefer owning physical because I can put that in my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I don't open physical as much as I used to. Um physical takes a light. Physical means like I may like mess up the spine. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about like perfect like things but like sometimes like my my batman long halloween the pages started falling out and i'm like i'm i i was very upset and i'm like do i tape it i don't i don't know yeah i mean it's a trade paperback it's not like a collectible issue right? okay yeah. it's not like the first issue first no. kind of thing okay no um but like so i tend to like to to binge if i'm binging i read it digitally hmm. you know and there's like a lot of digital options out there for anyone so um, anyone out there who wants to get into comic books, uh, there's a lot of cool places you can start, but a little late on this week, if you yeah. wanted to start and like, <laughs> listen to what we're talking about this week, but yeah, you can come back to it or come at a later date. Um, a lot of good comics came out this week. Um, uh, uh, we got, we got Batman, we got Batman Catwoman, we got Crush and Lobo. These are all yeah. DC titles, Black Manta number one, um, Infinite Frontier, of course, uh, a bunch of Suicide Squad comics. Uh, yeah. We also got um, Excalibur from from Marvel, the X Men titles, Excalibur and X Force. We got Champions. Um, we got uh, Doctor Afra. We got War of the Bounty Hunters. So we got a lot of comics that we're gonna go over today. Um, but here's the question that I ask everyone, and especially you guys, because your first times on Comic Talk. If you had money and time for one comic a month. What would it be? I'll start it off in one comic. I will admit that I am a Spider-Man shill because first comic I okay. bought physically was Spider-Man. Loved him since I was a kid. And even yeah. right now with the newest issue that's come out, I'm not loving it. But even then I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm still buying Amazing Spider-Man all the way through. Yeah. Uh, for some reason I didn't prep. That's so weird. I didn't have the image of Amazing Spider-Man that I will have to look up. But basically, uh, we will talk about Amazing Spider-Man. I forgot that it came out this week, and I read it. If Amazing, you want, uh, I Spider-Man's one of the, the cover. 
Uh, I can I can look it up. I, I think I got it because I got to do it through my system too. Um, but what was I saying? Uh, yeah, we'll get to Amazing Spider-Man, but that's what your one pick would be. Just like I think Spider-Man. so. Like the series, like like does that have to be monthly? Because it's about to become like a three times monthly comic starting <laughs> yeah. every week almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will allow it. I will okay. allow it, but I do think that you're cheating. I think you're cheating <laughs> in the question. <laughs> I I always I bring this up. I'm like one um one. It's how I word it. Is it one book a month or is it one series a month? Because most mm. series are one book a month. Yeah. But then you got Amazing Spider-Man that's okay, like three, three times, three times like a month. Sinister War. Right, yeah. right. So I will let you, but you okay. you, you beat the system there, Johnny. What I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay. Spider-Man is a good choice. Uh, Joel, what's your pick? Yeah, so I'll probably be the only guest that says this, at least for a long time. My pick would actually be G.I. Joe, uh, a real American hero. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, not as probably a super popular comic, um, but, you know, it's been no. written by uh, the living legend himself, Larry Hama, since 1982. He's uh, never mm. been late. He's never missed an issue for 40 years. Um, really? Every single yeah. month for 40 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been writing it continuously. Um, there was a period where it was owned by Dark Horse, or yeah, by Dark Horse, and he wasn't writing it then. Uh, but mm-hmm. that is also one of the reasons why people don't really care for that era of GI Joe. Um, yeah, and I, I'm not a long-term GI Joe fan. It, it was more of a recent love after I left the uh, military, um, and it kind of connected with me on a deeper level because of that. Yeah. but yeah, I love reading it every month. Um, you know, Larry Hama has been consistent. I've read almost every issue that's ever been written, so. Um, and like I said, he's been very consistent in his writing. He's a great underrated writer, and I would continue to read it every month. It's the one thing I, I truly collect for myself. That's Who's interesting. The publisher of the G.I. Joe comics, actually, I'm curious. Uh, IDW currently publishes. Okay. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So you have uh, the G.I. Joe Real American Hero, which is the main line, you know, kind of like Amazing Spider Man or mm-hmm. Detective Comics. Yeah. And then they have other, you know, spin off lines and stuff that are written by other people. Uh, but yeah, G.I. Joe number one came out in June of 1982, and uh, it, Larry Hama wrote that issue, and he's been writing it ever since. And we're on issue 286, I think, is the next one to come out. So what so what nice. draws you to to G.I. Joe? Like, does it get deeper than like my cursory understanding of what G.I. Joe is? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it covers a lot of the stories cover a lot of different aspects, right? Um, in terms of like almost subgenres, you obviously have like a spy element to it, a military right. element to it, a lot of action, but it's a very character driven story. Um, a lot of people probably don't realize that. Uh, a lot of the characters from G.I. Joe are actually based on uh, people Larry Hama knew when he was serving in Vietnam. Uh, mm. So they're based on his military buddies. So okay. all the characters are very deep. They all have a lot of their own motivations and your own understanding. So you get to know each one of them. Um, across this huge team of characters that he's been cultivating for 40 plus years. Um, so you, you get a really good understanding of them. So it's a very character driven story and you really get to see the relationships between people. And one of the things that's always, I've always loved about it is it truly, he gets the understanding of the camaraderie between people that were in the military or are in the military together. You know, there's a special relationship between service members and he really does a great job of capturing that in his writing style. Yeah. Um, I mean, you found respect for GI Joe. Yes. Yeah. I, I never would have. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. From. I, I mean, again, everything you're saying is surprising me because I have a very like basic understanding of GI Joe, mm-hmm. uh, to the, like a merchandise level, I guess. Just say, as a kid. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, that's, uh, I think, one of the reasons it gets overlooked, right, is that it was originally meant to promote a toy line from Hasbro, and most right. writers probably would have treated it like that. Uh, but Larry Hama, it's become, you know, his magnum opus. Like, it's his masterpiece. If you go back and read it, the stories are very heartfelt, very almost Shakespearean in their um, tragedy or in their beauty at times. Um, so it gets overlooked, I think, because it's about a toy line, but he really does put a human element into it. Um, what's, what's a big surprising plot point in G.I. Joe comics that, like, people who have just a basic understanding would be surprised about? Uh, there's actually since we just had the Snake Eyes movie, we are on our third Snake Eyes in the comics. Uh, really? Actually, yeah, so we're on a technically a third Snake Eyes. So original Snake Eyes died um, some time ago, uh, and then they had another character replace him who was previously known as Throwdown. Uh, he basically went through a similar process that the original Snake Eyes did where he, his face was deformed, he lost his ability to speak, uh, his entire mm -hmm. family was killed, uh, and then they sent him to go train with ninjas. And then he actually did a callback from an issue from 1983 or 1984 to basically create a third Snake Eyes uh, in a character named Don Moreno, where he had the memories of the original Snake Eyes implanted in her. And that's one of the things we're probably surprised most people with G.I. Joe is he will call back things that he wrote 30 years ago in the 1980s uh, and make it relevant again in the current storyline. So he did that, and yeah. now we're on our third Snake Eyes. Uh, Did not know there was Snake more Eyes than is one. Female? Yeah, uh, that, one of them also... is. Yeah, one of them is. Don okay. Moreno is the third Snake Eyes, um, and she is a, a Hispanic woman. Oh, that's, that's cool. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it! Now I want to read GI Joe. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Mortal Kombat then. Like yeah. They, they, like in, in like there's multiple what, scorpions, multiple yeah. sub zeros. Yeah, right? some, some of the characters are more of a mantle uh, or a legacy type character. Um, right, but for Snake Eyes specifically, but yeah, uh, some of the other ones have done similar things where they use the same code name or um, you know they're the sibling of a previous Joe that was there, uh, and he still introduces new characters very frequently. He actually just recently introduced two new characters in the most recent issues, but he still does it. He still builds it, and he does callbacks from old stuff and it's uh it's a great time especially if you've read a lot of it before it's always a treat to read it every month okay yeah okay i feel like i'm learning a lot about gi joe we're just gonna uh, this whole episode is gonna be gi joe There's nothing um, wrong with that <laughs> yeah um okay this is good this is good this is this type of stuff we need um i'm seeing cindy out there in the comments uh she yeah. says she kind of wants to to that uh uh, in, in what she referring to? Would that uh, we? Uh, basically, she's a first time comic reader. Like she wants like recommendations of like kind of what to do. But she went to a comic shop recently and she asked for recommendations and she felt lost. Oh, is she asking specifically about GI Joe? I think so. Uh, no. Where would where would a first time GI Joe reader start? Uh, you know, I, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to GI Joe. So anything written by Larry Hama, you're gonna enjoy reading it. First of all. Um, mm -hmm. a good starting point. So if you don't want to go back and read all the stuff from the eighties, uh, which it is good, it's definitely worth it. But I understand sometimes those older comics for new readers, uh, GI Joe origins is a great kind of starting point to give you an idea of all, who all the characters are. Uh, and then you can just jump into GI Joe, a real American hero. Whenever a new story arc begins, um, you can go back to the most recent one, which was snake hunt, uh, which is now being followed up by murder by assassination. 
Mm. Um, so you can go back and just jump a story arc back and be able to catch up. Um, but yeah, G.I. Joe Origins would be a great first read to get to know the characters, and then you can jump into a real American hero after that. Okay, awesome. Right. Cindy says thank you. Uh, awesome. And then also Cindy's saying, what about Spider-Man? Um, yeah. Let's... Let's let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man like in general and like what's up whole? with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I prepped I prepped the images. I got I got the Spider-Man images up. But basically, um, um, well, no, we're gonna I'm gonna ask you guys your pick of the week. That's what I gotta ask okay. you guys. Uh, and then Cindy, if you stay tuned, we'll definitely talk about Spider-Man. And there are big things to come with Spider-Man, but they're finishing off this arc and then they're starting a new writer. And I think that that might be a good jumping on point. Yeah. My, yeah, um, uh, Johnny, what what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week, as the shill that I am, is Shang Chi issue number four. Okay, it's just I don't know. I love the I love all the characters in it. Gene Lu and Yang as some like through all four issues so far, he has been able to capture the voice of every single Marvel universe character that he's been thrown throwing into the story. On uh-huh. top of the fact that he's made these brand new characters that are Shunchi siblings just so interesting and so likable, despite the fact that they are they have questionable moralities to say the least. But. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what comes with the territory of like having family members that are trained with weapons and assassination, yeah. right? Yeah. Like <laughs> and raised uh, by an evil father. Yeah, what are the five houses or whatever? So there's House of the Deadly Hands, Daggers. Saber, staff, and hammer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's no like range weapons on that. Daggers, Daggers kind of yeah. counts. Like she throws them. Yeah. Like, but no not. arrows. I feel like they Apparently like there should not. be an arrow, but there's a hammer. Not there's a hammer. hammer. There's even hands, right? There's so, even hands. Yeah. 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 There's no feet either. <laughs> I mean, then that just be the foot. Yeah, it might Old get it's yeah, it's treading yeah. on the Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles territory, territory. So maybe yeah. maybe they're like, nah, we're not gonna do that. Um, have you have you read Shang Chi, Joel? I did. I have been reading it. I actually uh, had been stacking up the issues, uh, and I did get caught up all the way through issue number four, and it's been great. I have been really enjoying that series. It's been a great exploration of the character, great exploration and expanding of his lore and everything. So it's it's been a real treat to read that series. Yeah. Um, I've read the first two issues, uh, and then I've read three or four of this this current run. run. Okay. And and I read the previous ones, but you know, um, but I'm not a huge Shang-Chi fan, but what's nice about Marvel does this definitely. And then DC sometimes does this for the most part, they both do it. It's like when a new movie comes out, they're like really pushing those characters. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people walking into a comic book store that are like, Hey, uh, I really like Shang-Chi what can I read? And happened with me at the comic shop. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvel would be amiss to not have a series for Shang Chi. You know what I mean? Exactly. Around the time that the movie uh, came out, yeah. yeah. Right, right. DC's pushing Suicide Squad like crazy right now. We we this week we had and we'll go over it in a little bit, but Suicide Squad Annual. We had the regular Suicide Squad, and then we had Suicide mm-hmm. Squad Get Joker. Yeah. So yes. uh, I read all three of those. We'll go over that in a little bit, but. Um, question for Johnny. Why should I care about reading Shang-Chi this run? This run, it's because, first off, at least for me, it's it shows the fact that you can take something that was so shitty prior 
and reimagine it and make it so much more relevant today. Because just the family drama alone amongst Asian children, to say the least, is so relatable to me. And yeah. the stuff he's going through in this, it's the same thing. Whether, like, for him, it's all his um, brothers and sisters. For me, in some sense, I relate to it in the sense between me, say, me and my cousins. So that's right. my reason as to why someone should read Shang-Chi today. But also it's just the fact that you get to see how such a character that someone can think is so minuscule and so irrelevant in some ways be such a bigger part of the Marvel Universe to show the yeah. potential of every other single superhero within it in some way, you know? Right. I, I think that, uh, I definitely think that in the in the whole scheme of things, comic books, especially having grown up with comic books and like cartoons and whatever, the whole purpose of liking a superhero is so that they can beat up the other superhero. Yeah. But what we're learning is that, like, there are interesting superheroes that aren't able to take Superman in a fight. Let's mm -hmm. just say you really like Batman. Great. Batman's awesome. Why does he have to beat Superman? He doesn't. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. I get it. But, like, your enjoyment of a character doesn't have to mean that they are literally the best at fighting all exactly. the time. Like, that's... Yeah. It's not a sports team. Mm-hmm. Like and that's something I'm, I'm going to do a TikTok on at some point. But basically treating your, your favorite characters or favorite movies like they got to beat other things. You got to have a higher Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. Your favorite movie has to be the best. Your favorite character has to be the best at fighting. I think I people know. just like want those bragging rights, you know, just because yeah. like they feel somewhat, somewhat of that connection. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, just Shang-Chi just so happens to beat up a lot of people, too. So exactly. great for Shang-Chi. Exactly. But charisma goes a long way, right? Oh, yeah. The like, humble of a character is needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joel, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week would definitely have to be Daredevil issue 34 from the Ooh. Kirk Chipsidarsky series. Yeah, absolutely it's, it's loved it. It's a good run. It's I such a good run. So picking good. it up in trade. Like, I had the opportunity to do it in singles, but, like, I just decided, no, we're doing trade, and I regret it oh. so badly. It is it's been quite nice the reading run. week to week. It, yeah. it, it has been quite month, the... Month. He has been really doing a fantastic job of, I think, of exploring some of the, even the side characters uh, mm. throughout his run, um, you know, exploring the parallels between Daredevil and Kingpin, exploring the parallels between, uh, you know, Elektra and Daredevil. And he's really yeah. changed Elektra in a way that I had never thought any writer would try to tackle that. Um, yeah. You know, because she's always been, you know, she's just an assassin, right? That's, yeah. she's trying to stop the hand. She works with Stick. She's an assassin you know, mild love interest with Matt, but he's really delved into her character in a way that I've never seen. I'm, I'm a longtime Daredevil fan, one of my favorite all-time characters, you know, but I've never seen a writer really explore who is Elektra and, like, what is she capable of when being pushed into things that, you know, being pushed to change and to grow in the way that um, Zadarsky has been doing it in this current run, and I am just absolutely here for all of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny, you said you didn't read Daredevil? Uh, no, I'm reading it in trades only, which I okay. regret. Right. Well, it's coming they to an end, out. so you'll be able to catch up soon. So, But then we yeah. have, like, The Devil's Reign, is it, after that? Like, is that what's Marvel, happening? Yeah, Marvel, yeah. like, during their anniversary, announced all these different titles or events that they're going to do. There's, like, Avengers Worldwide, and then one of them was, like, Devil's World or something like that. Yeah, Devil's okay. Reign, Devil's something with a, a Daredevil event, yeah. Okay, what's Avengers Worldwide? For some reason, I, I was asleep when that article came out, and I looked at it when I was half asleep, and I turned off my phone, and I think I literally forgot about it until today, right now, with you talking. From what 
from what was released, I'm pretty sure it's like the f- culmination of everything Jason Aaron has been writing for Avengers. Because like okay. he's up to because like he did Heroes Reborn and I think he's up to like 43, 30-ish issues now. Uh-huh. So who knows? Because like he's been having all these big, huge events. He's been setting up uh the vampire nations, yeah. um, the freaking Maya is the Phoenix. Yeah, he's been setting up a lot. So we'll see how it goes down. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm interested just by the name Avengers Worldwide, I'm interested kind of like how they did Avengers Initiative where they put a different team in a different state. Yes. I would love to see an like an Avengers of different countries and see a full team cuz we don't get that other than the Winter Guard in Russia. Yeah. We get we get like the uh uh what was was it MI5? What was the what's the team? What's England's team? England had a team with like Blade on it for a little bit and like Jack Flag. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no, not that one. Oh, okay. But anyway, the point being is like, oh, the union? No, that's not exactly. But yeah, the the union is right now. But I think MI5 was. The name is actually Avengers Forever, not Worldwide. Oh. Yeah, that's my bad. Avengers Worldwide would have been cool. That's that would have been cool. Uh, I would have loved that. And, yeah, we've only seen glimpses of like different countries, different teams, and mm-hmm. I would like to see because we saw the Philippines. The Philippines had a team in the Invincible Iron Man run uh, with Matt Fraction and uh, yes. uh, what's his name uh, doing the art, and yeah. so uh, uh, Salvador La Roca. And so we saw a Philippines team there, and I'm like, I want to know about each i want at least names and designs and power sets for each of these characters you don't have to tell me who their parents are but like <laughs> it would be nice I, I would love to see like a like a team um does china have a team agents mm-hmm. of atlas is the closest we got to like an asia Ooh, super yeah. team but it's like a pan asia super yeah team. yeah like even like you have asian superheroes from like all over the place right so right yeah. right so I just I would I would love to see like a Brazilian team, you yeah, know. That would be interesting. I would love to see some like really like because we already get Alpha Flight from Canada. Like yeah, let's see some sure. other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean I even just... Mexico. We haven't dealt with a Mexico superhero team. I remember as a kid. Did you guys ever watch Superhero Squad? It was like uh, the really uh, small. Yeah, the person. little chibi looking ones. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember there was this one episode, funny enough, where Wolverine quit the superhero squad, and then he joined Captain America's team called the Captains, and they had a Captain Australia, and Wolverine became Captain Canada. I don't yeah. know why, but just <laughs> that took me back to it. And he's just like in a red and white costume. It was the goofiest and loveliest thing for me. <laughs> it sounds awfully reminiscent of Ultimates. When in the it Ultimates, does. they had the European Union captains. Yeah. You know, like Captain Spain. We never got to know any of them. We just got to see them wear a flag, essentially. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. for me. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Avengers, I, I guess not Avengers Worldwide. Avengers, Avengers Forever. Forever. Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. Um, with Daredevil, though, sorry, Joel, did we cut you off about Daredevil? No, I, I was just saying it's been a fantastic run. I, you know, I don't want to spoil too much for Johnny in case he's, yeah. you know, because he's not quite caught up yet. But it has been right. just, I'm sad to see that it's coming to an end. Be it, yeah. Zdarsky is probably one of my favorite writers right now. Yeah. Um, 
I'm reading some of his indie stuff as well, too, and he's just been fantastic in everything. Uh, he has a, a masterful use of dialogue uh, that most writers really don't uh, seem to do as nearly as well as he does. I mean, I would say his dialogue even at times is better than uh, a Bendis, um, mm. you know, and it's just he uses it to push the story forward in such a great way without it being too uh, packed. You know, sometimes mm. it can get a little bit exposition dumpy um, when a writer does that. But with Zdarsky, it's just so smooth and effortless throughout the story. And uh, yeah, I think he's been doing absolutely fantastic on Daredevil. I'm excited to see what he's going to continue to do with it and where we're going to be left off at the end because we do have some uh, loose ends to tie up that he set up earlier on. So Yeah, and also the art is really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know um, who the artist is. Who's the artist on it? Let me see, I got my copy right here. Uh, I think they just changed artists recently. Uh, Stefano Lindini is yeah. the artist, and then Marcio Menz, uh, Menez is the uh, the colorist. Yeah, yes, mm. and they've have both been okay. just killing it, killing it, killing it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, I wanna I wanna say uh, uh, hi to everybody out there who is watching us. Uh, we got four hundred and six people watching us on Volume.com, but not everybody has created an account. And uh, I get it if you want to be a passive. A passive observer, great. But if you create an account, it is free to create an account. You can create an account. You can upload GIFs. You can uh, uh, you can write in the comments, in the chat, talk with us, ask us comic book-related questions, where to start, where to go, who our favorite superheroes are. We'd be more than happy to answer them. Um, and then just be part of the community. And then also, if you create an account, you could click follow and uh, be added to one of our followers and... Uh, Definitely, um, you know, stay tuned to everything that the Keeg has to offer. And the G.I. Joel is over there. Did the G.I. Joel click follow? Is he one of our I mean, followers? Who's, who's the G.I. Joel? Yes. Like, even I just oh, I see Mar there. Marvelous Johnny's out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we go. There Thank we you go. so much. No problem. Uh, now people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These two cool guys did it. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, there's a lot of cool comics that came out this week. Uh, yes. What's a comic that all three of us have read? Um, which ones? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, did anyone read anything big from DC this week? Yeah, I read uh, the main line Justice League. I didn't read the annual, but I did read the main Justice League issue. Uh, or excuse What's me, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, su okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I did read Justice League Infinity as well, but I did read Suicide Squad, which was fantastic. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Suicide Squad. Did you read that, Johnny? I sadly did not. This recent okay. Suicide Squad hasn't piqued my full interest yet, just because that's fair. Yeah, I I I kind of agree. I I would love I would love your guys's critique on it. Um, this is the issue all about Ambush Bug, or kind of Ambush Bug gets gets featured in this issue um joel what do you what do you think about this one suicide squad number seven right yes yeah, suicide squad seven um yeah i've actually really been enjoying this run quite a bit i think it's been a lot of fun um you know pretty lighthearted, and i like that it's uh crossing over with some of the other titles that i've been reading um you know i think right now it's about to cross over with shazam which you know another big character for me is shazam love shazam yeah um so they're about to cross over with that which i enjoy um this issue you know sometimes what they bring in these fourth wall characters and get a little too meta for me uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a and little forced, bit on, right Did yeah it feel and it's kind a of little forced? it's a little on the nose you know what i mean it's like yeah. okay i get it but like 
this character can break the fourth wall and they know all this stuff, but like, you know, you don't need to rely on that too much to drive the story forward. Um, right. Or try to force all of that humor in there, you know, just let the kind of play naturally. Um, which, you know, I kind of gave it to this one because they hadn't really done something like that quite yet with this current Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. But, you know, this this current issue, this last issue was pretty good or, you know, it was decent. Uh, the previous yeah. issues I had enjoyed quite a bit, and I am excited mm. to see if it does fully cross over with Shazam uh, yeah. as well. So, Well, just like it crossed over recently with Teen Titans, uh, yes. Teen Titans Academy. Titans you Academy, know? yes, yeah. Um, so it seems like they're they're trying to do that where, like, they kind of have, like, a couple issues to themselves and mm. then cross over for another couple issues. And I'm not sure if I like that strategy, it sounds intriguing, though, if, like, Suicide Squad continues to kind of weave in and out of other titles. Yeah. I think the two titles, it's happened, you know, it happened with Titans Academy, um, which I am reading, so I did enjoy that kind of crossover. I think this last one, they said they referenced Swamp Thing, which I'm not reading, unfortunately, but I've heard is is quite good, uh, the Ram V Swamp Thing run. Um, I know it did a little bit with Crime Syndicate in the previous issue with Bloodsport. Yeah. and then, yeah, this current issue looks like we're heading towards Shazam. So I do kind of enjoy that because I, I don't usually read the more event-type books like Infant Frontier. Uh, so I usually have a harder time. I don't try to keep track of continuity. I just get too much of a headache <laughs> trying to keep track yeah. of all these things going on. And this is a good way to kind of help keep me informed as to, like, what's happening in the greater universe uh, of DC since we've done this uh, last relaunch. So right. it, it helps me out in that way because, you know, like I said, usually the event books I usually stay away from. Uh, just because yeah. the whole continuity thing comes times. I've been reading comics for over 20 years, and I've I've learned that keeping track of continuity is just too much of a headache for me personally. So yeah, I try to do it. I mean, that's literally like I'm a big fan of continuity. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I'm a continuity whore, is what I say. Because <laughs> I, I mean, that. like I I need to make sense of everything. If things don't make sense, I'm like I don't know if I'm buying this. Like it just like. I mean, we'll get to it, but basically, yeah. that's that's my gist. Um, something that was uh, something I want to say to anyone out there who's who's watching or listening. Basically, DC Comics had a had a recent kind of new launch. It's not a restart of continuity, but it's kind of a refreshed universe. Like a so people can right where they're trying to uh, people can jump in. Right, so mm-hmm. it's called Infinite Frontier. That's the overall initiative. What's up to Chris Reed Brown out there? What's up, Chris? Um, uh, so that people can jump on easy. And then there's also the Infinite Frontier uh, miniseries that yeah. just mm-hmm. ended. Um, but Infinite Frontier is, is a whole initiative that DC Comics has done. So it's only about seven issues in on most of the titles, or on the longest titles, should I say. So it's easy if you go back and you, you can catch up pretty quick. And for the most part, Infinite Frontier as an initiative has gone pretty well. I think I've been, you know, uh, that's pretty much the majority of what Comic Talk has been. Like Comic Talk, I think started at that time, like March or April of, mm-hmm. of this year, and so we've kind of been covering Infinite Frontier in its entirety. Um, Johnny, though, you 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 mentioned that you it didn't really pique your interest this Suicide yeah. Squad run. It's because of the continuity. Because it's not like it's the fact that I connected to Teen Titans Academy which I was reading at first with the Suicide Squad run but then like I started noticing some inconsistencies and also it was just like Amanda Waller was doing questionable things because of like she did one thing that she's like we're doing this because of this and then when I went back to Teen Titans like why would you say you need to do this when in Teen Titans you state this thing right here 
right? Right. Like, mostly the stuff involving Red X, but yeah. Red X has been a point of contention with readers, at least the guests on this show, reading Teen Titans Academy and being like, uh, Red X is supposed to have already have existed yeah. in whatever iteration, but we just haven't seen that yet. And like, mm-hmm. it's this weird thing, like they better get to it and show us Nightwing being Red X because like that, so right? far yeah. it's just illusions or like, are we supposed to take reference from Teen Titans, the cartoon? In that Which is the sense? thing, like, like, I was so excited to read that Teen Titans Academy series because of Red X, because I grew up on that Teen Titans show. So it was like very much meant for my generation, I feel. And even yeah. then I'm like, this doesn't interest me like the t- show did because I don't know, just something about it felt off. It's... It's like they're holding the reveal of the identity of Red X at gunpoint and they're just not making it that good, you know? So I actually didn't know that Red X is actually, I've never seen that show before. It came out kind of after my time. Uh, Mm. So you you all kind of, I didn't realize it was Nightwing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Good to know. (laughs) In, In the cartoon, Red X shows up like, the first episode Red X is in in the cartoon, it's Robin in disguise. But then the yeah. second time around, mm-hmm. we don't know who somebody it is. else. And we're, like, it's like, Robin, that's you. And then it's like, no, it's not. It's somebody else. And we uh, never okay. find out in the cartoon. They allude to it being Jason Todd. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there, but there's no, there's no actual... Because Jason Todd had not popped up in the Teen Titans cartoon at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, why would okay. it be Red X? But it gets confusing. So, with this new thing, it's like... Is it the same thing then? Is it that second it, Red X from the cartoon, or is it... A, a, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I can yeah. see how that could be confusing, especially right. having that show background for it, yeah. Also, right. if you read and the future allude- state stuff for it, there's that whole uh, aspect I, to it. Oh, yeah, the future yeah. state Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that plays directly into this current stuff as well. Yes, so. yeah. 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 The future state stuff, as far as I know, is a possible future for possible these titles. Outcome. So yeah. they could... G- most likely all these comics will kind of like borrow a little bit from future state and then go in its own direction to show you that like future can change. Right. Yeah. Otherwise if it's just leading up to future state, we know how it ends up and then people die and then like, great. It's exactly. such a downer. Like I don't want that. So I guess we'll see how that works out. Um, but I know that like um, Batman's gearing up for fear state and yes. like mm-hmm. with the, um, what are the, uh, the it starts with an M the magistrate. Um, the magistrate. The magistrate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys Peacekeeper read Batman one. this week? Oh yeah. You guys read I have Batman? Not. I did not. I haven't been reading Batman. I, I dropped it uh, some time ago. I dropped it right after uh, Joker War. Okay. I couldn't hop into the into the new Batman stuff, but I think I'm going to give it another shot because I like Ghostmaker. And Ghostmaker uh, is really cool. You know. Uh, who, who read Batman? Johnny read Batman. I did. What happened in this one? Um, it's just very much, um, what's the guy's name? Simon Saint doing his, uh, pitch for Gotham. Like, this is what the magistrate's all about. This is why you need us. We're vigilantes, but we're accountable vigilantes, you know? That's, that's pretty much, it it was like a little commercial intersected with the rest of what was happening with Batman. And I'm not gonna lie, this comic was meh because mm. remember how in did you guys read joker war i know joel you said you did yeah, I, did I, you, uh, yeah. I read, I read joker J- war yeah. yeah yeah so you know how batman gets drugged by the joker toxin yeah mm-hmm. and he's just like his mind isn't right throughout most of the event right that's what happened at the first issue of this because scarecrow drugged him and now yeah. he's like oh no i can't trust my instincts i can't trust myself kind of thing uh, and it just felt repetitive from that to say the least. right 
However, the part that I am enjoying right now is the social commentary aspect of it because mm -hmm. um, Peacemaker 1, who also got drugged by Fear Toxin from Scarecrow, is seeing a bunch of civilians as the enemy. And uh, Peacemaker or Ghostmaker? Uh, Peacemaker. No, no, not oh. Peacemaker. Um, Ghostmaker? No, it's... Is it Peacekeeper? Peacekeeper 1, yes, yeah, Peacekeeper. It's... So the magistrate has this initiative where they where their officers, I guess, to say the least, are called peacekeepers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this guy gets drugged, forget his name. Um, and then he just goes on this tirade of like, I don't know who I can trust. All these civilians are dangerous. Let me start attacking them. Just the social commentary in that was appealing to me. So okay. just that small aspect is enough to keep me coming back for 113, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, didn't Batman get drugged in City of Bane? I'm Could not I be gonna wrong? lie, I did not read any of Tom King's stuff, but no, oh. I, I kept up with it, and I'm pretty sure he got drugged by his dad and dragged into the desert <laughs> during City of Bane, so. It's like, how come they're always drugging Batman? Like, I mean, that's how he month. ended up with Damien. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't like, I don't like that retcon, by the way. I, yeah, I do man. not like, I don't know if you guys have any things, but like, why can't Damien be the 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 product of an actual like relationship between him and Talia, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Why does she have to literally like is it better to have her drug and rape him no, for his essentially for his seed, right? To put together the perfect child or Batman was in love with Talia. Like there's been a push and a pull for years now. They yeah. slept together. DC is weird. Is it just me, or is DC weird with Batman and sex? Because they like... <laughs> can't let have Batman, Batman. They can't have Batman have anything good. Even no a Bat healthy relationship <laughs> with with Talia, nothing good can happen to Bruce. So like, we gotta change it. <laughs> like let him have sex. Like what? Like that's like yeah. when Grant was it Grant Morrison who said like, oh yeah, his no no no. Grant Morrison is better with this. Grant Morrison I think says that his that Batman used like has sex like an athlete would like like it's his performance is his it's his like exercise <laughs> and so Batman of course has sex because he's the perfect human and thus he has to do everything I guess yeah. I don't know it's just weird <laughs> that's like Grant Morrison's take and I think Frank Miller is like Batman doesn't have sex at all and like it's so weird. It makes people eat rats. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh no, but Frank Miller had sex. Frank Miller had sex with, or not Frank Miller. Oh yeah, with with uh, Black Canary. Uh, yeah. But Batman had sex. Frank yeah. Miller had sex with Black Canary. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poor Black Canary. Um, yeah. No. Uh, Frank Miller was in, and I didn't get to read the recent issue of Rorschach, but Frank Miller has been a character in Rorschach. Have you guys been Actually? reading Rorschach? No, I've read I the have. first couple issues, but I kind of fell off oh, of it. it. Yeah. I, I, I'm loving it, but it's an alternate future where Frank Miller wrote pirate comics, and he's so like he's still a writer, but right. in that and so in that universe, pirate comics are what we have as superhero comics because right. they like pirates. Pirates are the fantasy that we yeah. want to read outside of our own, you know, world. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Frank Miller is a character in the comics it's so weird oh, good old time thing going old. real meta <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um uh 
Uh, I, I, you guys mentioned Justice League Infinity. Did everybody read that one? I did. I did as well, yeah. yeah. Cool. Did you? I was excited for this one just by the, t- the cover alone. Mostly yes. because in the previous two issues, we got introduced to Overman, which is the alternate universe Nazi Superman. And yeah. although I love that sort of thing, I am tired of Overman and Ultraman. Evil like, Superman. If we're gonna see allegory. Evil Superman, yeah. yeah. I want to see yeah. an evil Green Arrow. That'd be cool. Let's I see need an evil Earth Batman. 3 villains. I mean, even Owlman is more interesting than Ultraman. Yeah. Um. So this cover alone got me excited because I'm like, okay, we got Calvin Ellis over there, or yeah. who I assume is Calvin Ellis. I don't know. He still gets called Cal in it, so. Is yeah. It, is it, I'm okay. assuming, yeah. It's Earth okay. D, which I think Calvin is from Earth three but it's basically yeah. the same yeah he's not uh earth three is is the justice uh or the crime, crime syndicate, syndicate. Yes. Earth three. yeah yeah there's a, i mean i read uh, infinite frontier just ended and that really has president superman in it like in a big role yeah. uh which mm-hmm. i'll talk about in a little bit but what did you guys like justice league infinity number three yeah. uh and for anyone who doesn't know Justice League Infinity is a continuation of the Justice League animated series, uh, Justice League, then Justice League Unlimited, and then Justice League Infinity is uh, a continuation off of that, but in comic book form. Um, uh, uh, Johnny, did you have thoughts about that? Um, Honestly, I love the art in it. It's like the different styles between the different worlds is what I love the most, because Mm -hmm. you have that one panel where it shows our classic Justice League cartoon Martian Manhunter, and then the um, this Earth D Martian Manhunter. There we go. Yeah, Dimitri's got it going. So I don't know why, but that really appealed to me, just showing like, oh, even on different Earths, there's the different art styles and all that. And just as a story getting to a point where I'm really interested because of the whole Overman thing where he's like, yeah, no, all I want to do is just get back home and rule the world. Just, I, I'll help you. I just want to get the hell out of here. Which is like, you right. know what? That kind of screams Nazi to me, so. Yeah. yeah. And he's scared of Martian Manhunter. Yes. yes. Also that. Yeah. Because I, like, this is just my own theory, but like, I feel since it's a Superman, maybe there's still some good in him and he just doesn't want Martian Manhunter to see that just because there's the optimist in me that feels like Superman's always an embodiment of hope no matter how evil he might really get, but yeah. That's just me holding I'm, out for wanting good Superman. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to bring up... No, nah, this isn't going to work. All right. Uh, I had a page uh, that I wanted to set up to show when when Calvin Ellis and, and Superman are about to punch each other and they stop. But then they stop. And they're yeah. like... Yes. They, they realize the good in each other. Yeah. Uh and um just so and I thought man. that was cool. I'm trying to bring Very it up, much a Superman moment for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh yeah. Kal-El basically says that it was like his other half like seeing the completion of himself in another yes. yeah, just a yeah. total only Superman could fall in love with Superman at first sight. <laughs> right. But and I, I, I like it. I like it because I don't like the idea that like Calvin Ellis is just a pale, like he's just a copy of uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. and I get it. I get it that that Superman, or I guess not really that Superman, but you know, a uh, uh, the Superman Prime of like you know the regular DC universe is the main one. But this idea that like Black Superman is like a just a copy, yeah. a it's like Miles to Peter, right? Right. Like you want right. to prove that they are equals, that they are both 
this character that we know and love, no matter what they might right. look like. And yeah. that they're both, and that's a, a struggle that we 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 do with Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers. Yes, where it's like these 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 legacy characters aren't being considered like equal. And we yeah. also see it with Wally West and Barry Allen when Barry Allen came back and they kind of dumbed Wally West down a little bit as far as powers. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, they can, we can all like kind of coexist and like have like, like in this Justice League Infinity thing where it's like, like both Superman realize they're this, like they're twins, right? Kind of yeah. like they're twins. Okay. Yeah. I like that interpretation, mm-hmm. you know? Also, quick thing, there's that introduction of the first page where we see Earth D all assembling to see this weird portal of, um, appearing above. I just love that we have, like, a little Batman in a chair with, like, just a propeller a on helicopter. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, the, what's it called? The Whirly Bat? I think it's called the Whirly Bat. It's, it's called from, the like, the bat. Adam West era of Batman. It yeah. looks yeah. like it's, it's, like, pedal power. So just, yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, Batman, I can keep up everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't well, he has a very similar design. Shit. He has yeah, a very yeah. similar design to the Adam West Batman. If very you've much seen a the cover age. that I have up yeah. there. Yeah. Very yeah. much a Silver Age Batman. Um, yeah. Um, I like the design, uh, or I like Wonder Woman's design. And Wonder Woman and 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 Cal are are married. Dated. Yeah. Married? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're married. But that's not the same as President Superman. President mm, Superman's not, not married to Nubia. No. Yeah. No. I don't even think that's Nubia. Is I don't it? think it's. They called her something else. Yeah. Oh, is she, yeah. does she have a different name in, in the president? Superman? Yeah, it was with uh, a U. I can't universe? remember quite what it was, but because yeah, because yeah, I don't think that I think he is uh, Calvin Ellis, but I don't think he's like the president Superman Calvin Ellis yeah. that we're familiar with because right. he's from like a right. different Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he is married to their version of uh, Nubia. Yeah. I, I can't remember or what her name was off the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder she's Wonder not Wonder. Nubia yeah. in Justice League Infinity. She's not Nubia. Yeah, she is Wonder Woman. Yeah, in the Calvin Ellis, because she has a different name. I forget what it, what they said her name was. But in the Calvin Ellis President Superman universe, uh, uh, that is Nubia. Yes. It's a different Nubia. We have a mm. we have a Nubia from Wonder, like our yeah. universe is Nubia, but then we have a Nubia from President Another Superman's universe. world. Yeah. Yes. Comics um, are confusing. Kids. It yeah. gets confusing. So anyone out there listening or watching, yeah, anyone out there listening or confused or whatever and they're listening or watching, feel free to ask questions because that's kind of what we're here for. Also, yeah. comic TikTok in general. If you have a TikTok and you're not on like the comic book related stuff and following like Johnny or Joel or myself, like that'll kind of get you into the comic book TikTok where we answer questions. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you see videos about like cool new things. Um, so uh, I like Justice League Infinity. I like yeah. this issue the best out of the out of the previous two. I felt like, mm-hmm. or better than the previous two, you know? Um, but, uh, Joel, did you, uh, what else did you read? Uh, from DC, I I'm read... Green, or. Oh, I, I mean, I also read Green Lantern. Another one that I read that I really enjoyed was an indie book. Uh, I'm a big indie person. I love indie comics. Yeah. Uh, the Me You Love in the Dark by Scotty Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have really been enjoying that series. Um, it's a, it's a bit, I'm not usually the biggest horror person, um, but this one, it's very much a different take on horror. Um, yeah. So just kind of in like the history of literature, horror uh, is actually originally more of a romantic story base, right? Uh, especially during like, like gothic, gothic romance. Yeah, like gothic romance mm-hmm. is very much, and he's very much bringing that element to this story, which I'm enjoying. Um, 
So I, have either of you guys read this series or been reading this one? I have not, but I do like Scotty Young. I'm interested mm-hmm. what the internal art looks like. Scotty Young not doing it. babies is so weird actually, to me. the True. internal art is yeah. uh, Jorge Corona. Um, so the the art actually isn't Scotty Young inside, but oh. the, the writing is. Yeah, the writing is Scotty Young is writing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually oh. never. Other than I hate Fairyland, I can't think of anything from Scotty that I've read. He hasn't He's done internal art for a while. A Rocket Raccoon series and yes. a Deadpool series. I remember those two. He's okay. also writing Strange Academy right now. He's not yes. doing the art for that one either. Uh, oh. But yeah, this story, it's uh, an artist who is kind of, she's hit it big, um, but now she's feeling disconnected from her art. So she wants to go and, you know, kind of be an artist on private somewhere. And she ends up renting this house that's haunted purposely because it's haunted hoping to reconnect with her her muse as it would um so while she's there she begins to communicate with this ghost that is haunting the home um so the first issue is kind of just her like drinking wine trying to figure out what to paint and then the ghost contacts her at the very end and then this issue she's actually communicating with the ghost it's there speaking to her um and it definitely gives like a I don't almost want to say like a Casper vibe to it, but like definitely much more romantic, definitely much more like this ghost is it's almost like a Victorian kind of respectfulness to him with her. Um, and it, it's very interesting because like I'm, I'm not totally familiar with that in terms of a comic book, kind of exploring that um, that aspect of horror, gothic romance type writing. Um, so it's been really interesting for that because, like I said, it's very new to me to have that in a comic book, which I really enjoy. You know, Scotty Young is a great writer, and he's really capturing uh, that whole vibe through it because you can definitely kind of feel it permeating throughout. Okay. I um, I don't read too many indies, let alone an indie horror. What's mm-hmm. the draw? What's the draw for this? Like, yeah, for you. So I follow creators specifically. Um, I do obviously have my preferred genres. I really love a good crime pulp type style story, but um, I follow creators and I love Scotty Young's work. I really enjoy what he's doing with Strange Academy. I've enjoyed some of his other stuff that I've read, read from him, uh, mainstream stuff and his uh, creator owned stuff. So I, I picked it up because it was Scotty Young. Um, that was the original draw and that's mm. why I, I kind of fell into it. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, that's my thing when it comes to comic books. I, I follow creators specifically. Um, mm-hmm. So if I find a creator who wrote a really good series that I enjoyed, I go and try to find their indie stuff as well so I can get to really know kind of what their perspective is and their kind of writing style a little bit better or their artistic style a little bit better. Yeah. Um, interesting uh, question for both of you. Who are like who are the creators that you will follow? Like that you just love and you will follow around? Donny Cates. Uh, Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Yeah. Donny Cates. Yeah. all the way. I love his buzzkill. I love paybacks. Uh, freaking crossover has been real interesting, and he's written probably me, probably one of my favorite comics ever. It's just called God Country. Oh, God Country okay. is phenomenal. God Country. I'm excited to see what they'll do with was it the movie or the TV show or whatever. I think he's getting a, a. It's getting adapted. I think it was a movie. It was getting yeah. adapted too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Did he write Venom? He wrote the recent run of Venom, right? He wrote the recent. He's switching. Yeah. He's he's switching over to Hulk, right? Him Hulk and Al Ewing Venom are switching. trading places. Yeah, him yeah. and Al Ewing. Yeah, uh, that's I, interesting. It is, especially because what Al Ewing has done with Hulk, 
I don't really see Donny Cates continuing in that same style because that's not really right. how he writes. It, it'll be right. an interesting because I've loved Immortal Hulk. I think most people that have read it have. So it'll be an interesting switch to see how Donny can pick that up. But, yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, For me, an artist I will, someone I always follow is Ed Brubaker. Absolutely love Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker, Sean mm. Phillips. That is a fantastic team right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Mark Wade is always great. Um, uh, I, I call me basic, but Mark Miller, I will at least try everything he does. Like, I have uh, some of Mark Miller's stuff is shit, but it's not shit because he is crappy, it's shit because he didn't care. Fair. Like, I don't know you whether you read, did you guys read the, the recent comic from Mark Miller where it's like a super smart secret agent kind of guy? He's black. He has, maybe has blue eyes. I'm not quite sure. And he's always getting himself out of situations. He's the smartest man in the world. It was really lazy. It was really lazy. And it was like a um, storyboard for a Netflix show. Like you could tell he was like, we'll figure it out when we get to actual screenwriting. But like, this is just the comic to pitch it. Cause he has that deal with Netflix. So he does, you know, uh, that's what it seemed like. And I'm excited for super crooks. Because I love Super Crooks. I don't know if okay. you guys read it. Have you guys read it? No. I I'm not a huge uh, Mark Millar person, personally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's you fair. Know. I'm, I'm hit or miss yeah. with him. So. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, Red Sun. That's one of my favorite Elseworld stories oh, yeah. that he's done. But uh, other than What about that, Civil yeah. War? I, I'm i not, like, you know, I think I said earlier, I'm not a huge event book person. Um, mm. It tends to be a little bit too more plot, too much plot driven for me versus a yeah. character driven kind of story. Um, it, it tends to be more look at this, you know, cool punchy stuff we can do versus exploring who the characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, you know, I enjoy reading that stuff sometimes, but I, I kind of have to be in the mood for it. So Civil War isn't one that I would reread. I'll put it that way. Same. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's something uh, I've only read I, once. So. Yeah. You uh, read it okay. once and yeah. Yeah. Um, Super Crooks, though, is getting a Netflix show and a Netflix animated series. Like, okay, interesting. But I, it's there. Okay, so Jupiter's Legacy is its own thing. And in the comics, Jupiter's Legacy is its own thing. And then Super Crooks is its own thing in the comics. But in the Netflix shows, because they canceled Jupiter's Legacy, they're going to continue that world with Super Crooks. So in the show, they will be in the same universe. Interesting. But in the comics, they're not. In terms of, have you read Jupiter's Legacy in terms of the comics? Yes. Okay, so tonally, would they merge well in terms of just the comics alone? I'm curious. Yeah, because they're about the crooks. And I think that that, like, yeah, yeah. I think they they do, they do tonally, you know. Okay. I mean, it's it's Miller. Tonally, like, his his superhero universes, his superhero universes tend to be, like, Silver Age comics and capes, but with a like modern edgy twist. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Miller's. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very much Miller. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Robert Kirkman. I love Robert Kirkman, so oh, yeah. I will can't go wrong with I'll, Kirkman. I will try. I mean, he has his flaws. He has his flaws, but yes, you're yeah. Uh, Tom Taylor, because Tom yes. Taylor's run of Nightwing. Nightwing is yeah. like, really right good. Now. and I'm I trying love Son of Kal El. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy uh, Seven Secrets. He's been killing it on that. I haven't one. read that yet. Oh, I haven't read that. He's one. killing it. He's killing it. Yeah. yeah. We brought him up earlier, Trip Zdarsky. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Zdarsky. What, probably one of my favorite current writers is Zdarsky. His Stillwater mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Daredevil, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Loving Zdarsky. Yeah. 
I will also throw out Gene Lu and Yang because he has made me care about the strangest of comics because he wrote yeah. in little indie comic about playing basketball. That was a, I can't remember what it's called for the life of me, but that was a oh. really good comic. And he wrote probably my favorite Superman story ever, Superman Smashes the Clan. Right. So, yeah. Right. That one was a really good one. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of cool. Like, like I only started to like, uh, really understand the writers as I read more. Because otherwise you're reading for, at a very basic level of comic books, you're reading for the characters, right? You're reading for these stories, but then you're not really like, oh, the writers are really what are bringing them out. So I have yeah. a greater appreciation for the writers now that I'm reading 10 to 15 comics a week yeah. now. Like, uh, yeah. I can I can draw those, those connections there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom uh, King is another one that I love. I don't know. Tom King Tom Tom King. Yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> Johnny I doesn't just, like was, him, right? I'm not, now that I don't like him, I think Tom okay. King works within boundaries. He needs okay. to have an idea of from front to last, and they have to be super limited. Nothing too widespread, or else I feel like he gets a little bit too ambitious, to say the least. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that happens. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, and that's fine. There's a lot of like really genius people out there that aren't geniuses in everything and mm-hmm. somebody needs to put them into a pen and yeah. say, this is your territory. Uh, yeah. George Lucas, one of those guys, yeah. somebody needs to like put limitations on him for him to actually do his best work. In my opinion, currently Bendis needs, I feel like Bendis always needs a co-writer lately. Like mm. I have not read too many recent Bendis comics where I feel like he could have benefited if say someone else was there providing some kind of oversight with him, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like Bendis uh, is calling it in a little bit recently too. I don't know if you've been reading his Justice League, but he's definitely, if you know, knowing Bendis, it's like, who is this? You know, I kind of a skipped thing. out on his yeah. Justice League after I read some of his Superman and just his last days at Marvel were just, uh, I will, I will defend Bendis on Justice League. Right now, the story's not too good. Mm-hmm but he writes each character like they're an actual person and with a different voice for each character. That is true. He does do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I would rec, I would recommend this justice league run. Just know that it doesn't always give you what you want and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's way better than the restart. I think justice league rebirth had like another, like another, like, 700 mile tall monster god thing yeah and it's like i don't want this i just ah so this is better yeah. so i'm i'm on board the um biggest thing that was un- unappealing to me for his just league run was the fact that he threw in his character naomi and personally for me i just feel like is this you just trying to get more material in for more money for your own original character when they do her tv show that she's getting that's one of my personal reasons why yeah, oh, yeah, but a lot of people do that, I feel. True. Uh, and yeah. DC and Marvel don't pay their people enough. No, they, they do might, not. also very true. They, they might yeah. give a pretty Pendus because they want Bendis. Maybe that's part of his contract. But there is a Naomi show coming out. Uh, uh, he's a part of it, which too, as a producer. I, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, Jeff Johns did the same thing, right? Yeah, with Stargirl and everything, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, Stargirl is his sister. Yeah. You know? And that show is uh, so good. Yeah, Stargirl is amazing, and Superman and Lois is amazing. So, like, I'm really hoping Naomi is more like that and not like the, the Flash now. The current Flash <laughs> runs so bad. They filmed oh, here in Vancouver, and, like, I see them filming every now and then. 
Yeah. Did you guys Shame. see that? Yeah. Did you guys Shame. see that scene of them fighting with lightning lightsabers? I've been watching it. I've been watching every episode. Uh, Joel, did you know this? Did you hear about this? I've seen clips of it. I don't uh, usually watch a lot of CW shows. Um, yeah. But I've seen clips of it, and I was like, that's kind of an odd choice to do for a flash fight. I think he was fighting Godspeed, and they had yeah. lightsabers. <laughs> Reverse flash came in. Yeah. And you thought I, it was go- like I thought it was going to be cool because it's Godspeed standing there. Then Barry comes in, and then he's like, okay, whatever. And then Reverse Flash comes in, and we're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? But then, then Godspeed reaches up, calls down lightning, forms a lightsaber out of the lightning, flash and reverse flash. Look at him being like, what is he doing? Okay, I guess I'll do it too. Yeah. And then they made their own. They've never done that before. And, and then they fight lightsaber style. There's Why? a million things they could do. Why would they do that? <laughs> what? Why? What? That's an odd creative choice, to say it the least. Really was. <laughs> I, I think that no show excuse. is on its last leg. So would you say the show has now jumped the shark on in terms of that with the, the lightsaber battle? I, I mean, I, I, I think so. But the question yeah. is, does jumping the shark mean you leave the show? Because I'm going to stick with it just to see how this season, uh, this new season turns out. But So, so but jumping oh, the shark also, means the show is, it has now, it peaked and now we're on the downwards. We're on the down. And okay. when are you going to bail yeah, out? I don't yeah. know. Because yeah. like... There were seasons of Smallville where I'm like, I'm bailing, but I didn't bail. I stuck you know? it out through Arrow. I feel like I should do the same with Flash. Yeah. 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 However, so. Legends of Tomorrow. I do. Yeah, I haven't show. watched this new season. I've watched a couple episodes of the new season and I need to I need to catch up. Um, I haven't started the new season yet, but just I know I'm excited just because Constantine and that show was amazing. Yeah. 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 Um uh, I'm trying to read through uh who said Green Lantern? Joel, you said Green Lantern. Yes, I have been reading Green Lantern. Uh, it's been okay. It's it's There's a little two, two things that came out this week, right? Green Lantern number six and the, and annual. the annual. I did not I did not read the annuals for Green Lantern uh, yet, but because um, I don't think it's by the same writer as the main story. No. Um, no. But yeah, I've been reading Green Lantern since the jump. I don't read a lot of Green Lantern typically. Uh, so I kind of thought, well, this would be a good time for me to get to know some of the characters a little bit better. And, and, you know, I know it, it tends to be more heavy on the sci-fi side, which I do enjoy. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been okay, I guess. It's a little bit slow. I think they're taking, I kind of see where you're going with it in terms of like the story, but it's taken them a really long time to get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did they destroy the battery in the first issue? Yes. So yeah, it starts off. Uh, Oa has been uh, invited to join the United Planets. Uh, they they get in. The only people that aren't really okay with it that kind of lead the thing of keeping Oa out is um, I can't remember the name of Sinestro's homeworld. Corrigar. Uh, yeah. So Corrigar is like the one planet that's like, no, we don't need Oa. Like, let us take care of it. Um, yeah. And then the battery blows up. Uh, and then the Teen Lantern, I uh, can't remember what her name is right now. She still has her ability because it uh, turns yeah. out like it's not like a it's lantern not, ring. Yeah. Um, and then the character from Far Sector, her name escapes Joe. me as well. Right? Joe, yes, Joe. She's yeah. my new favorite lantern. Yes, so mm. she's the only other she's one. She's a detective. Yes. Like she's bringing, yeah. like we, we've never had a detective Green Lantern. It before. does bring a nice element, you know, and I, I, you know, they brought that in, but I feel like, you know, after the battery blew up, you know, uh, we were with uh, John Stewart on this planet, and it yeah. really didn't lead to anything. It's like he was no. there for so long, but like 
nothing happened like and it yeah. didn't matter that he was there basically um and now like they're kind of reuniting with the rest of the quest group that he was with and like still nothing has really happened like we haven't gotten any answers like who killed the guardian at the beginning why didn't oh, you know yeah. and it's just yeah. like are we not going anywhere i feel like we're in a car that's kind of just parked and revving its engine you know what i mean yeah um, i won't keep reading it but i just kind of need them to uh something needs to happen a little bit more something yeah. you know versus everyone kind of just like we've been reeling from the battery exploding for six issues now like let's move on a little bit you know? right i kind of feel like that's right. where we're at with it i also i mean i didn't read this issue i think i read up to the last issue mm -hmm. uh I don't want another, like, Death of the Green Lanterns, Hal is Parallax type, like, that era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that anymore. Uh, or again. We've already done yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what now? It feels like also, that's what's where they Kyle are to? They, uh, so all the Lanterns lost their, right, the battery's gone. Um, yeah. And they haven't shown Kyle. It's pretty much been uh, uh, John... Uh, with the quest group that he's with. I think Kilowog's another one that's in that group with him and a couple others. Um, the the Teen Lantern uh, and then mm. Joe and uh, Simon are kind of yeah. on Oa working together. And that's pretty much it. They showed Hal, I think, for like a split second in one of the issues. He was just like a single panel. Uh, and I don't think they showed Kyle really at all. Um, yeah. Other than when the he lost his, uh, his ring power down. Um, was the only real time but like i said i feel yeah. like they've been treading water and maybe they're afraid of ending up with that whole kind of parallax story kind of thing you know death of the great Lanterns yeah. again maybe they're afraid that that's where they're kind of ending up but it's like well, go somewhere you know <laughs> even if you've been right. there before go somewhere that's right. kind of how i feel about it okay. right uh back in the day back in the 90s when all the green lanterns lost their powers what was cool is each green lantern had an alternate name mm -hmm. um uh, uh, Alan Scott was Sentinel. John Stewart was. Uh, he started the Battlestar Court. What was it called? Dark Star. Dark Stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not super familiar were... with that. Yeah, I, I think I, he is... did because it came really back during Morrison's so. Green Lantern run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dark Stars. I think. Uh, yeah, Dark Stars was was John Stewart's. Uh, Guy Gardner was Warrior. Um, Hal was Parallax at the time. Uh, uh, and then, and then Kyle, Kyle comes in later. uh comes in later, and then becomes Ion later. So they each mm -hmm. have like a different, like a superhero name that isn't just Green Lantern, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. And it'd be cool to see that come back, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think you know? what they're they're kind of doing with it is showing that like the Lanterns are still heroes, are still people that want to help even if they don't have their rings and that's kind of where it's going with it and maybe if it's exploring that aspect of like well even if you don't have rings like we're still going to do what we do mm -hmm. we're still going to yeah. help people um even if the united planets don't want us even if we don't have rings like we're not going to stop doing it and i think that's kind of what they're doing or where they're going but it's just like i said it's been dragging a little bit i don't know how honestly how much longer i'll be reading it um but it's been it, it needs to hurry up <laughs> yeah yeah interesting to see them like take up the old rings that they grabbed during like uh blackest night again because mm -hmm. like john became an indigo lantern just oh yeah. yeah that would be interesting guy becomes lines, another yeah. red lantern for like the third time i think yeah, <laughs> yeah. second or third time yeah yeah, yeah. or just well, give him Jessica... a different ring Jessica we'll Cruz, is that's her name, right? Jessica yeah. Cruz? Yes. Jessica yeah, yeah. Cruz in the Green Lantern a Annual, and I didn't get to read this one, 
Um, well, first thing, she's looking great. Second thing, she's looking a little yellow because uh, she's a Yellow Lantern, a Sinestro yeah, Corps scary. member. I don't know why, but it makes sense because she had big anxiety attacks. I think that was yeah. like part of her origin as a hero. And so that's fear. And so she's a Yellow Lantern right now. And I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, Should be I interesting. Know, I just, yeah, I just find that interesting. Um, I don't, uh, you guys didn't read the other two Suicide Squad books, did you? That no, just not. the just the main. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to go over. Beyond trade. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It is a black label book. Suicide yeah. Squad, Get Joker. Um, I try to avoid but... those black label books lately. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I just when it comes to black label, it's either a hit or a miss. So if it's a hit, cool. I guess I'll grab the trade. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I like Rorschach, but that's just you know that's me. Um, like, that is a black label book. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad Annual, which is weird because Suicide Squad number seven takes place after the annual. Where So I got confused. I read Suicide Squad seven, and annual takes place in between six and seven. Six leaves I... off with both Superboys going face-to-face being like, how is there two Superboys? Yeah. And this annual goes into depth why we have two Superboys, and it's because one of them is Match. I should have read the annual before I read number seven. <laughs> I think so. Because I should have done it because right? I'm yeah. going to be like you now, reading them backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Connor. And, and like, I like the fact that 90s Connor is back, which is cool. But I also feel sad for this version of Superboy who's Match. You know, Match, I'm assuming right? Assuming the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad one is Match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, Man, because it's gonna suck if they, Tim finds out. Right, right. Uh, Waller has a whole warehouse full of Superboy clones. Interesting. I mean, you Sounds literally like see it on you yeah. see it on the cover here. Yeah. Uh, that's all Superboy clones in the canisters. Like, uh, and so you see a lot of that, and I thought it was cool, but it it isn't necessary, especially for fans that don't know Match and they don't know like all that stuff like do you need this big superboy exposition dump like nah probably not so but then you get a weird suicide squad 7 which i don't think is new fan friendly either it's it is not like so what are they doing uh what is fan new fan friendly because i think it's only three issues or four i think um is suicide squad get joker where it's it's you know joker's out there and the suicide squad needs to bring them in Problem is, Joker gets the codes to blow up the Suicide Squad implants. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, yeah. This is the one with Red Hood in it, right? This is the one with Red Hood leading the team. Yeah. Uh, It has Red Hood, it has Harley, and it has a couple of uh, original characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, because Suicide Squad has to kill off somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can't all live. (laughs) Right. Right, and I think it. I think it. It uh, ends in book three, issue three. Yeah. Um, okay. Of this, because they're longer than normal. I think. I think each issue's a longer page. And they're the treasury format too, right? They're the extra mm-hmm. large. Yeah. Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Which is just okay. annoying to put on your put on your bookshelves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but you know, the art is good, and uh, uh, it's it's more gritty, and they say fuck. So cool. Do they show any you know, bat penis in it? <laughs> no bat pe- no bat penis. But there is a plot in this that is kind of um 
objectifying to Harley, but with a purpose to the plot. Okay. But does it was it necessary? I don't know. Okay. Cause like it was written by Azarello, who wrote Batman Damned as well, and well, mm. we know what happened with that. <laughs> I never I never read Batman Damned. Is okay, there well, some, that's where the that's big... where the bat penis comes from. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh and it got okay. super delayed because apparently they had to redo some art because yeah. everyone's just assuming that they had a lot of nudity, and when you look at the art, it looks like it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they couldn't okay it before? Like, what? Well, that's the thing. They thought it was okay until people saw, like, the slightest of shadow of Batman's penis, and then everyone starts freaking out. I heard like, it's not yeah. just the shadow. I thought I saw a picture of it, that it was, you like... You can see it was... that it's slightly circumcised, but that's about it. Like, <laughs> it's hard to see. Like, I still slightly. have the first issue. You have the unedited first issue? I have the unedited first copy that was selling for like $300 when it first came yeah, out. They, they did pull it, I think, right? Right yeah. after it released. They pulled they, it. They, pulled it they changed the digital version, all that. Yeah. I, okay. So I, I won't I ask you, I won't ask you for a picture of the bat penis. I mean, I can we'll, send it we'll to you. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, I'll, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something. Um, uh, what was I uh, gonna say? Oh, uh, Joel, you read uh, Deadpool, Red, White, and Blood. Yes. Uh, why should why should readers? Well, what did you think of it? Is it good? It's an anthology series, right? Yeah. So anthologies, you know, some of the stories it can be kind of hit or miss. Um, and and this one was kind of like that. I specifically read this one because Daniel Warren Johnson did one of the stories, and I'm a big fan of his. I love his work. Um, and his was was a pretty good one that he put in there. Um, if you want to get to know a character a little bit better, uh, anthologies can be a great way to do that. That's usually what I tell new readers is, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a super story-driven thing. You don't really have to worry about where it lands in continuity or what's super going, what's really going on, uh, but you right. can get to know the character a little bit better so that you understand uh, what their tone is in the comic books. Because I think a lot of the time, maybe Deadpool might be an exception to that, but the tone of the character can be very different in the comics specifically. Um so yeah, the first story was uh, was kind of an interesting idea, which was uh, Deadpool and uh, Kilgrave, the Purple Man. Oh, uh, yeah, which I was like, that's interesting because let me guess, Kilgrave can't control Deadpool. Oh no, he can. He he fully oh, is capable oh, of it. But do you really want to control Deadpool? You know, <laughs> is that really who you want listening? So it's almost like yeah. a, a malicious obedience uh, kind of thing with Deadpool. Uh, you know, they're kind of daredevils come in and Deadpool knows that. And he's like, I kind of have to stall this guy. Um, so, you know, Kilgrave says, take me somewhere safe. So he takes him to the top of a building and holds him off the side of it. He's like, now we can see 360 degrees. No one's going to see us. And he said, drop me. So he's like, okay, I'll drop him kind of a thing, you know, uh, so it, it was pulls pretty, the monkey's paw of 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 like controlling yes, him, right? He is the monkey's paw of it. It is very much a, a maliciously obedient to Kilgrave type of thing. So yeah. it was fun for that. Uh, the second one was a team up with Gambit, which was it was okay. Uh, and then okay. the third one um, was Daniel Warren Johnson, and he kind of went real meta with it. Um, once again, but in a good way. Um, and he actually kind of connected it. You know, it was him and Deadpool were sitting on the couch brainstorming on what to write about um <laughs> okay and so it was interesting so deadpool's like no 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 we've done that already like i don't need to fight wolverine again he's like how about you fight hulk and he's like no 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 like i don't need to do that either so uh he's like okay how about we go put you in a dance competition with dazzler or something you know kind of like silly and goofy like that 
um and then johnson yeah it was it was kind of sweet and he was like well can i have you go on a date and have you do something you've never done before um and then johnson's like no no like people won't let me write a whole issue of you going dan doing a swing competition with dazzler the same universe um so then it was like okay how about you tell them about the time we met for the first time and it was daniel warren johnson buying his first deadpool comic as a kid oh um and then it kind of you know how it inspired him to start drawing because his dad made him take certain of the pages out that were too violent so he made his own pages kind of a thing and it was very heartwarming um leave it to johnson to kind of you know throw that in there and make a, a character like deadpool uh heartwarming and caring in there um but it was good i enjoyed it yeah he, he and that's really you know Daniel Warren Johnson style. He puts a lot of heart into his stuff. I absolutely love, adore his writing and his artwork. And uh, he really came through on, on that story. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I might have to check that out because. Yeah, it yeah, sounds no, interesting. Yeah. Like a lot of these black, white, and whatever comics don't always capture my attention. But yeah, yeah right. they can be really work. hit or miss. They can be really yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. Both DC and Marvel are doing their yeah. versions yes. of that. Because yeah. uh, Superman, Red and Blue, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman, Black, Wonder Woman, white, and gold. Black and Gold, Black and yeah. Gold, and then uh, Batman, Batman, Black, black and, and white. white. Yeah, yeah, right. Marvel's just um, sticking to the Black, White, and Blood thing, though. Yeah, I think they're doing the, the uh, same thing Deadpool. with Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And Wolverine, they did that as well too. They did Black, yeah. White, and Carnage, blood Wolverine. Carnage, mm. Black, White, and Blood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Black, White, and Blood is an ongoing thing. I thought they changed. It's like the an name. An no. ongoing anthology thing yeah. for certain oh, characters. I didn't for the bloodier characters. The bloodier ones, yeah. Yeah, they did Wolverine, Carnage, Deadpool. We'll probably get a Punisher one because we haven't had. Punisher comic in a while. Yeah, it has been a while since we got Punisher. Yeah. I think Jason Aaron's I mean, going back to Punisher though, if I remember correctly. Oh, so, that yeah. should be interesting. Yes, we'll see what he does with it. We'll the artist does that it. does Deadpool now was the artist that was on Punisher recently, right? Oh, for the like main main story Deadpool. Yeah. Or? Oh, I'm uh, not. No, sure. no, not Deadpool. De- uh, Daredevil. Did I say Deadpool? Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil's the the current Daredevil run with Chip Zdarsky. That right. Uh, artist he did punisher like maybe three years ago oh okay oh wait yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah he did it with um that's where i recognize him from yeah he did it he did the whole war machine punisher arc oh okay um uh what was i gonna say i was gonna uh say something but i forget Eh, it'll it'll come to me um joel you read batman catwoman Yes, that is a black label series by Tom King. Um, yeah. I've been enjoying that one. It's been it's been it's been enjoyable. Uh, I think this was issue seven, issue seven, and I believe there's going to be twelve issues. So we it's okay. coming to a close here. Um, but it's been really exploring more Catwoman than I would say Batman, and definitely their relationship has now been the focus of this most recent issue. Um, and it, it takes place during three different time periods. Uh, one is when, you know, Batman and Catwoman were still kind of, you know, at odds with each other, but also in their, yeah. in their relationship. Um, it takes place when uh, the other time period is Batman is, Bruce is dead and Selina is still alive. Um, and their daughter is Batman. Um, That's an old one, right? When they're, when she's old? Yeah. Yeah, when she's old. And then uh, yeah. I think there was a third storyline that they were going for a while. Where it the was, modern modern stuff with the phantasm right yes they did do with the phantasm as well 
Um, so that's one of the main reason I started reading this is I I love Mask of the Phantasm. Um, I, I was absolutely... gonna ask, does it do it justice at all? Or yeah, oh yeah, they do. Okay, um, uh, they do her a great justice when she was in it. She's not, she wasn't in this issue, um, but up until this point, she's been pretty involved in it. Um, yeah, because I I grew up with that movie when I was a kid. I remember seeing it yeah. and just absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. So it's been really interesting, kind of exploring because I gotta wonder like. Catwoman was a supervillain at one point, right? And she knew the Joker um, and had a relationship with the Joker to some extent, a professional relationship or even a friendship, as you would. And how can someone like Batman be with someone who is at total odds with him in that way? Um, right. So a lot of it, when it flashes back to Selena and Bruce being together, it's Selena refusing to give up information about the Joker and Bruce kind of refusing to ask um, in some ways or, you know, refusing to push her too much because he did care about her. Um, so in this most recent issue, it really explored, you know, and even um, their daughter, you know, it has this moment where she's like, dad, how could you, like, I loved her. I understand, like, how could you have done this? Like, how could you have allowed her uh, to be a part of our lives in this way. Um, so it's been really exploring that because it is kind of a conundrum, right? A bit of a contradiction that uh, a supervillain and a superhero would be together, especially when, you know, this big thing of the Joker is kind of in between them. So it's it was a really good exploration into their relationship and to kind of how would they end up here? Like, how is this going to work if they're always going to be at odds with each other to an extent? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's another Black Label book that, like, mm -hmm is kind of out of continuity, uh, yeah. but kind of not. It's It feels weird. like it's a continuation of what Tomkin originally had for his Batman run. It is. Right. It is quite I, a bit, yeah. I heard it's like, it's like the timeline Splinters split off, off almost, yeah. to yeah, what it's, he it's kind would of have wanted. To, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah, this is probably if he had continued writing uh, Batman Beyond City of Bane, this is probably where he would have gone with And this, it. yeah, and then this would be the, the future that that would lead to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kind of does the past of that a, and the future of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't have a definitive future in comics. That's the you problem. Cannot. You cannot. Yeah. Like nobody ever, they don't ever allow you to have a definitive future. Even Kingdom Come is an alternate universe of the DC multiverse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but okay. Longevity, I guess. Yeah. Um, I want to catch up on Batman, Catwoman, but I just haven't gotten the time. It might, uh, like, it might be worth trade It might be worth trade Yeah. Tom King, okay. I think, reads better in trade sometimes. Um, Definitely does, mm -hmm. I think. And and I think this is one that would read better in trade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I read the Mr. Miracle uh, oh, uh, series in, in yes. trade. And so Such a uh, I have book, it. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Yeah, I got it right here. Got it. Such yeah. a great book. I have it somewhere yeah. on my shelf that I'm currently looking for that I can't seem to find. Okay, then. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed um, Tom King's writing, but sometimes it can be a bit much for a monthly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there are uh, a couple other uh, issues that came out. I don't know if you guys read anything more, but I can talk about some of the ones that I read. Um, Infinite Frontier, uh, Infinite Frontier number six. It was a six uh, issue series, and uh, it most most of the time it dealt with the Justice League Incarnate, which is the multiversal Justice League, which is a pretty cool lineup. Um, it has it has President Superman, it has Captain Carrot, it has Barry Allen, the Flash, it has uh, um, Flashpoint a couple Thomas other... Wayne. Yeah, it has Flashpoint. Are you reading it? I've been keeping up with it. I haven't been actively okay. reading it, yeah. 
Okay. Um, but it, it it definitely dealt with the multiverse. Like, this whole six issues dealt with the multiverse. It dealt with Roy Harper coming back right. as a Black Lantern. I thought and he was getting it, called an Omega Lantern. Yeah, it's something weird. Yeah, I, okay. I still don't. Yeah, Darkseid is like, no, you're not a Black Lantern. You're an Omega Lantern. But, like, what's an Omega Lantern? What's the... Yeah. <laughs> Because the Omega Lanterns used to be those those robot-looking lanterns. Yeah, people, right? like the Manhunters, I think. Yeah, yeah, they were part Manhunter, essentially, right? Yeah. And and they had the batteries in their chest and, like, whatever. But So I don't know exactly what that means. All I know okay, is then. that, you know, Roy is Roy. Uh, and then, I mean, there's some twists and turns, some double crosses. You see the, the Infinity Inc. team, but what they are in this universe, which is, you know jade and obsidian and power girl i think and wildcat the second wildcat yolanda montez Mm -hmm. and like i don't know it's fine for me because i love continuity i love seeing this multiversal thing because i can keep track of it all sure do i understand every bit and piece no but this is my pick but it's not a good one for like new fans to jump into that's all it definitely seems continuity heavy to say the least it's very and then dark side shows up the end to just be dark side psycho pirate is in this god psycho pirate you know i I hear that this thing leads into a new crisis event kind of uh do you want it you guys want to know how this ends it's so weird and it doesn't end either it ends but it doesn't end right Okay. Um, Barry breaks the multiversal barrier and goes to the original multiverse. So, so the original like, multiverse that was like in pre-crisis. Of, it, yes, but the, but those Earths are dying or dead, and so huh. uh, okay. Pariah Pariah is there, and he meet he meets Pariah, and he's like, "This is multiverse two, which is the original like pre-crisis multiverse with dead worlds and such." And then Barry gets put into a world called Earth, Earth Flash One. And that's all. And you see one panel of this weird, like, he doesn't know what's going on, and he's, like, living a perfect life in Earth Flash One. It's just one page of that, and, like, he's stuck there, I think, you know? Okay, huh. then. Interesting. He's stuck in this, like, fabricated world. I wonder so, how much this will play into the main Flash comic. Well, Wally West is Flash in the main Flash comic. So. Is he now is just Wally in it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I remember, like, in the first issue, it was Wally and Barry, so. Yeah. Yeah. But Barry stepped down. That's the thing. I think mm-hmm. Wally yeah, he was, was like step mapping down the and... multiverse or something, right? right. Yeah. But Barry he was. was yeah. And yeah, he's mapping that's the multiverse. And that's where this kind of goes into. I got okay. you. Okay. I yeah. read the first issue of The Infinite Frontier. I, I, I have the other five sitting waiting for me, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, did you guys read Crush Lobo? I have not. No. Crush was not one of the like. Crush was part of that new era of Teen Titans book that killed off Benjamin Percy's, and that was just unappealing to me, to say the least. Killed off who? Because like Benjamin Percy had his Rebirth Teen Titans run, and like I was loving oh. it, and he had more. But then DC's like, no, 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 you're done. We're bringing in this new person, and then we have Crush. We have. Cannonball, I think, and then just like a few uh, other characters. Can- uh, what's his? His name's not Cannonball. His name is something else. There's like I forget what it's like. There's the blue and then Jin. Yeah, yeah, that's the. And then they had Jin. Yeah, um, any character from that new Teen Titans is just like I'm just gonna step away from this. It's not really appealing to me. And yeah, what's what's his name? I forget what his name is, but 
Uh, but yeah, it's like ball something or whatever. Yeah. I want to say balancing boy, but that's that's not. That's Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crush. Cr this one's really good, actually. This one's a mini series. It's eight issues. It looks like. Uh, and Lobo's always the best as a satire. So mm. it definitely brings the comedy. So, uh, and like it's a point like. It's hard to describe. Basically, it, the premise is that Lobo is like, hey, daughter of mine, I want to make amends. Come meet me in prison. And it's this intergalactic prison. And I won't spoil it because I think, like, okay. I, I I do uh, definitely uh, uh, think that that uh, uh, it's a it's a must read. But maybe that's just me. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. I'll um, check it out. Okay. I read uh, Black House. Manta. That was the kid's name. Round Roundhouse. It was the blue kid's name. Roundhouse. I had to Google it. It was killing me that oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I read Black Manta, and the art is cool, and the covers I, here are super cool. I tried like, reading it. I just I couldn't. It do could. It. it was hard. It, it was, was hard. hard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, because I just don't understand what they're doing in this book, and why should I care? Yeah, like, was he his trying outfit's to be a hero? so badass? It is. No. I love it. He's not. Yeah. Okay then. I don't, he's like, not, it's weird. He's still just selfish and like has tunnel vision. Like that's Black Manta. He's selfish. Yeah. He has tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Like, so, but, but then he has this like sidekick lady who's not a sidekick. She like slaps him. She's okay, like, then. she's like, I'm not one of your people that you can just boss around. I'm your partner. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the lady who's doing that. And so I don't know where it's going with this. It's a six issue miniseries. Um, I don't know. Will don't you come know. back for issue two? I will. Yeah, I'll come okay. back for issue two. Okay, and, and I'll let I'll let you guys know how issue two goes. Okay, because yeah, I tried reading it. Like I was like four pages in, it's like wait, what's happening? Like okay, right. cool. Yeah, Black Manta's still a pirate and all, but then just after a certain point, like I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also read uh, Blue and Gold. How is that, by the way? I, am I love I love Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Okay. I think that there is a movie out there that would be amazing. And do I want to be Blue Beetle? Yes, <laughs> I would love. I'm at that age right now that, like, maybe the idea that, like, Blue Beetle isn't a Chris Hemsworth type, that's me. I'm not a Chris Hemsworth type. <laughs> so, good. Cast me as Blue Beetle. Um, my only claim to fame. I'm not Chris Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love Blue Beetle because I love, he's such an underdog and yeah. like he has flaws and shame and insecurities and Booster has none of those or at least like you think he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm just a fan of the characters so I'm liking this because okay. they're, they're uh, talk about a, a comic that's like not plot heavy. It's character focused. It really mm -hmm. is. It's like and the way they do certain, um, they, they portray social media because Booster Gold has his social media. They put up whenever he like live streams his like fights, he live streams crime fighting. I You'll see that. comments from different users that are commenting. And there's all, they'll always be the same. Like there's a user, I forget what her name is. And you just, you only see the text and it's like, she's just in love with Booster Gold. And so she's always like, nice. he's so cute, blah, blah, blah. So whenever her texting thing pops up in the chat, it's always like something like that. Yeah. And okay. then there's a bunch of people like, it's fake. It's fake. It's all CGI. And like, 
And then somebody's like, no, if it was CGI, they would do better. And like, it's just like, <laughs> you know, God. so it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun. If you know these characters, I don't know whether okay. it's a good intro to the characters, but it's a really good dynamic. Did you know, you their dynamics. The Jeff good. Johns, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold series. Uh, that was after, uh, this is uh, that before was Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. hate Flashpoint and what comes after. F- New 52 sucks. Ah, uh, okay, it ruined everything for me. Everything. I'm glad uh, I'm not the only certain... one that hates Flashpoint. <laughs> What's that? So I'm glad I'm not the only one that hates Flashpoint. <laughs> Flashpoint would have been fine as a standalone if they didn't affect the whole universe after. Yeah. But it I tolerated to an extent because it did some things that I enjoyed. I will say that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it. Like, Flash breaks the universe or breaks mm-hmm. time, has to refix it. But then it, it, like, sparked the whole new 52 stuff, which I hated. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. This isn't what I grew up on. This is, and it doesn't have to be what I grew up on, but it just so stay true to it. Okay. Yeah, Superman is, doesn't like act like an asshole. Like, why is yeah. Superman an asshole in New Fifty Two? Does this Blue and Gold series act as like a good, like sequel almost to that classic Blue Beetle and Booster Gold series, though? In your eyes, well, in that one, Ted is dead, right? Ted, because right. Ted dies in, in in Countdown to Final Crisis or Countdown right, to right, right. Infinite Crisis, and then I think that Booster Gold series deals with Ted's death, and then mm-hmm. Booster. So Ted doesn't pop up too much, other than T- Booster going back in time to try to save him and okay. failing. But then Ted's alive in this and has been alive since New Fifty Two, uh, <laughs> which is cool. But I like the fact they're finally doing something with Ted. Because okay. in New 52, like, he didn't exist in New 52 for so long. He was, like, in Forever Evil, I think, and then that was it. Like, he was just... Right, that's when he started, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, and then he uh, came back during Rebirth Blue Beetle, and then that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's nice to kind of see them together again. Again, if you okay. love the characters, or, you know, you like um, whatever happened... No, uh, what's the Justice League? What's the 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 tongue-in-cheek Justice League uh, one with with Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Fire and Ice, and you know what I'm talking about? Uh, formerly known as the Justice League. Is that what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Not sure. I'm trying to remember. The one with, like, the Super Buddies? You know what I'm talking about? Is this? No, not Super Friends, no. It's, they're, they're called the Super Buddies. Okay. It's... It's just... The, the team you mentioned just took me back to Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, Super Buddies is the team of heroes formerly part of the Justice League International who joined forces again. Yeah, formerly known as the Justice League, and it's 2005, it was 2003 miniseries, 2005 sequel, I can't believe it's not the Justice League. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a tongue-in-cheek thing. Anyway, if you like that, then, you know, you'd like the characters, and it's an easy hop, skip, and a jump. Okay. Um, But uh, I did not get to read my X-Men titles this month, and I'm sad about that, but... uh, it is what it is. I'll catch up. I, I read have, all X Men all the time, but I, I also awesome. didn't. <laughs> I, I am so behind on X Men. So I get it. <laughs> because of how behind I was. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still in. I haven't even gone to X of Swords yet, so yeah, I am very I, far behind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like in terms uh, of Marauders, she just Kitty just died for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's. I'm uh, still pretty far uh, behind. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love X- everything X-Men, especially now. I love everything X-Men. Like, okay. I've always loved X-Men. X-Men's always my number one. But there was a point with, like, Age of X-Men where I was like, mm-hmm. I can't read this, all this Age of X-Men bullshit. So I kind of mm-hmm. stopped. Um, 
that was the only run that I stopped though. And then and I just, started back up again. What was that? Like I had the X-Men shoved in my face so much growing up as a kid. I just didn't want to anything to do with them. And then when I finally got into comics, I tried giving them a try. It was right when Marvel tried killing them off with the Inhumans. Oh no. So, oh yeah. Yeah. That was a bad time to try it. Yeah. Uh I love X-Men, and if you don't, then get out of here. <laughs> I appreciate them for what they are. And I'm I excited accept, to read I, further this. I accept everyone and their diverse array of interests, but if you hate X-Men, get out of here. No, no hate for that. No, no, no. no. I, I stand by the fact that every single character has the truest potential to become something really interesting and for something. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, that. that's why when people say, who is your favorite character it's very hard for me to choose because there are just yeah. really good runs like writers will make a nobody character into something great and that's like a cool like what is thing. it like one of my favorite books during all new marvel was one involving full killer it was just like a five issue mini whenever i told someone like that was my favorite series going on they just like who the, what what is this character you're speaking of i'm like it's just it's it's a really good comedy book right now and it no. doesn't take itself too seriously so stuff like that right yeah yeah yeah. a good writer will will make anything good you exactly know? um thank you guys so much for coming on the show and uh gracing me uh uh with your time this might be the first episode we got down to business and like talked about all the comics. Like nice. normally, it's like, what did we miss? Amazing Spider-Man seventy-three. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought uh, we barely it. touched on it in the beginning. Tell me, tell me, tell me real quick. Well, for anyone who's trying to get into Spider-Man comics, I do not recommend jumping in here because it is super continuity heavy. Like, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are, but there was this time in Spider-Man where yes. apparently Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy had an affair. Oh, and God. this comic is just here to wreck on that. Which oh, I'm good. so happy for. I've been oh, calling God. this, I've been calling this for months. Months. <laughs> if not like whatever, even before that. Like yeah, there uh, people were like, it's gonna do one of two things. It's gonna either tie in with with one more day, mm-hmm. which, which it is, still and, seems like it is. Yeah. And, or it's going to tie in. Well, and then I was like, no, I think it's going to tie in with Sin's past. I think they're building up this Norman Osborn thing to retcon that because that's a dark mark on Spider-Man history to say that Gwen Stacy, around the time she was dating Peter Parker, cheated on Peter with Norman, gave him two kids Peter never knew, and then Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy. How fucked up is that? One of the most hated books in comics for good reason. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm glad to know that they're retconning it. That's that gives yeah. me hope in the future. But I they mean, retcon it in just a, such a convoluted way. Is the it's thing. so oh, convoluted. It's so convoluted. It has to do with Mysterio, robots from Silvermane, like chameleon. Like yeah. it's like some real comic book done. silliness. Yeah. <laughs> like, I respect I'm fine, Nick Spencer yeah. for trying to make this as complex as possible so that it seems right but at the same time it's just like this is a lot to process so much it's so much it's so weird too it's like kindred is hairy but it's not hairy is it but also not harry or the daughter at the same time because it might also be the brother right because then they flashed back to american son which happened around dark avengers time right yeah and it's like and then, like, it's not even Harry Harry. It's, like, an AI Harry from when Harry was a goblin Harry. 
Oh, is that what it is? That's what it, okay, that's what yeah. I was picking up on. Yeah, well, I thought, because we've been operating on the conclusion that Harry, his, uh, at least in the previous episodes of Comic Talk, we were talking about like Harry's soul had split due that's to Mephisto, Mephisto rewriting like Spider-Man's identity. Like, and that yeah. there's Harry that remembers identity versus Harry that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the Harry that does remember got got mad that he forgot or something. I don't know. It's very convoluted. <laughs> something it's weird. very convoluted. But uh, hey, so we have Cindy, one issue Cindy left out to there. This. Yeah. Cindy out there, this is not the best time to hop on. Uh, this is uh, issue 73, but I think it's 74 is the last 75. issue. 75. 74 is the new last one. $10 comic. So, oh, ooh. okay. Big and then 75 is the restart or the kind of five is the best jumping on point for you cindy 75. yeah okay. we hope so assuming you like peter parker and ben riley because we don't know if it's peter and ben or if it's just ben riley yet okay so there is that. okay okay yeah. um i saw a picture of spider-man swinging with mary jane in his arms you think they're yes, gonna get that's married before you think they're gonna get married I hope they do, man, because Spider-Man Renew Your Vows was some of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever. So and that's an alternate universe. That's an alternate universe, and it hurts my heart that it is. Right. So if they can bring it into continuity, I count that as a win for me. I Because I think that you could have a wedding between Peter and MJ, like, really quick, because yeah. they were already married, and if they feel like the universe got re-writ- rewritten to mm-hmm. not be married, it's like, okay, let's get married again. Yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. So that's what I'm cheering for. I'm a big sucker yeah. for shipping and romances and one oh, true yeah. loves and like I want these characters married. You know what I mean? These characters can get married just like that. Barbara and Dick, who are my two ships, like I love them. Um, they need to date again. They need to have an actual relationship again, and then they can get married. Don't don't send them down the aisle real quick. I'm but thinking, like, do I Spidey. ship Barbara and Dick more, or do I ship Corey oh. and Dick more? Corey, no. I, I'm a Barbara and Dick guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll agree to it. I, I stick to me. Barbara and that's Dick Grayson. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm in the same boat there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, We got to get going. But before Fair. we do, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, Johnny, Joel. Thank you to everybody out there who is watching or listening. If you're watching us, again, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitch, or our number one streaming platform, volume.com. You check out us out at volume.com slash the Keeg Show. We we multi-stream, so uh, that's where we draw the chat from. So that's really our number one focus is volume.com. It's a new streaming platform. We I I I I encourage everybody to jump on volume and then check out the other creators that are there because there's a lot of cool people. There's a, a, a musician, Eliora, uh, who's worth checking out. There's Perception Studios on volume. They're worth checking out. And so there's a lot of cool people here and uh, it's an up and coming streaming platform and we're lucky to be there. Um, but if you are listening to this in podcast form, uh, it's uh, Google Play or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or iHeartRadio or Spotify. We're all over the place. So wherever you guys are, please like, comment, subscribe, click a thumbs up, write a nice uh, full-star review, you know, five-star review, whatever it is, uh, whatever the max stars are. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Right now on volume, we have 364 people watching, but a lot of people watch it without creating accounts. So I do also encourage drawnvolume.com create an account and you can chat with us and uh, uh, it adds to the experience. Um, before we get going, 
Johnny, I know I spelt uh, one of the your Instagram incorrectly on the screen, so spell it out for us. Uh, uh, what's your social media? What are your plugs? Where can we find you? All right, so my TikTok, which is where most of my content is, is at Marvelous Johnny. That is M-A-R-V-E-L-L-O-U-S-J-O-H-N-N-Y for TikTok. And then for my Instagram, because someone took my name already, was is Marvelous with one L. So that's M-A-R-V-E-L-O-U-S underscore J-O-H-N-N-Y. That's for my Instagram. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything coming up? I, I I heard there's some some stuff you got. I on. have an interview coming up with Young Avengers on my Instagram, okay. and yeah, we're gonna be discussing Shang Chi, which is really fun for me because I love that movie so much. And <laughs> yeah, 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 he's just we're mostly gonna he's gonna be asking me some questions and how I feel like it's impacted the cultural relevance for say Asian individuals such as myself. For those of yeah, you who aren't yeah. watching and don't know, I'm Chinese Canadian. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you were also on the Shang-Chi episode that we had on the Keeg. Yes, uh, so go check that uh, one out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that one you can you can find. Uh, you can find the episode if you want to watch it live on uh, twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show slash videos. I believe it's there. But also our podcast is also an easy, easily digestible form to In digest case you're driving. Episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you, Johnny, for, for coming on the show and uh, being on here talking comics you. with me. Joel, what is your uh, what are your social media? If you could say that out loud, yeah. plugs, anything you uh, you got coming up? Yeah, uh, you can find me anywhere that you social media, whether it be you know Instagram, TikTok. I do a lot of stuff on TikTok, Facebook, Clubhouse. Uh, just at the GI Joel, T H E A T H E G I J O E L. Uh, yeah, I make a lot of great comic book content. Uh, I have a comic book store owner, so that's kind of where most of my stuff comes from. Hey. Uh, and I do document that process. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I'm building up again to uh, start documenting and sharing some of the insider stuff of owning a retail uh, comic book business. So, yeah, anywhere that you uh, want to get some good content, I I'm always there for you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everybody out there for watching. Uh, thank you to Johnny and Joel for being on this show. Uh, when thank it you comes so much for the, the invite. Geek, yeah, no problem. You guys were great. Yeah. You guys were great. You guys passed. All right. You're welcome to the, the club. First time. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. I didn't tell you. You didn't pass the first time, but you passed now. Oof. Okay, we'll take that then. <laughs> no, you passed solid. the first time. You passed the first time. Okay. Um, um, uh, but, uh, for anyone out there, the Keeg has a lot to offer. So if you check out our Instagram at the Keeg show, if you check out our TikTok at the Keeg show, uh, I mean, those are our two primary social media platforms that we keep everybody updated with different things. Um, but, uh, we are all over the place and we got multiple shows a week. Uh, Thursdays is obviously comic talk, which we have here, uh, Thursdays at five. We've got the Keeg back, which is our hanging out show. That's on Friday nights at 9 PM Pacific time. Uh, every other Saturday, uh, we have a new episode of the Keeg live next episode. We have Dr. Gabriel A. Cruz, who you may know as Dr. C on TikTok. Uh, we have him coming by to talk with us about some important stuff. Um, and then, uh, uh on, uh, we also have the what if after show that we've been doing. And that's if you watch what if. Right after 1 a.m. Pacific time, we got the after show. It's a late, late night, early, early morning show. So if you're into that, we got a lot to offer. So definitely stay tuned. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk. Take care, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>